good Friday morning, Mike Broomhead. Uh, happy Friday, Jamie. I hope you got a great weekend planned. Um, hopefully not as busy as last week, but I can't say it's going to be a great weekend. I've got to put my taxes together. Oi. So. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh! All right, well, I dread it every year. Happy Friday, but not such a happy weekend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. A lot to cover. A lot of ground to cover today. Um, <clears throat> a story this morning. We heard Arizona's morning news. We were talking. I heard them talking about this story, which really struck me. You can see the story at KTAR.com um, about. The theft of baby formula, the theft of the SNAP food assistance program. We're going to get into a lot of this this morning. Um, greed knows no boundaries, I guess. The people that you know, you you don't have an expectation that people have a moral compass. But when you are stealing food out of the mouths of needy people, that is a big, big issue to me. So the Attorney General Chris Mays was talking about this. I want you to hear the Attorney General and her comments about this arrest. And the reason an organized crime ring was stealing baby formula was that it became a hot commodity due to manufacturing and supply chain issues. These thefts and others across the country exacerbated a horrible situation for Arizona families and for moms, particularly low-income mothers who are doing everything they can day by day to uh, to get by. So this is I, I, this is a bigger conversation, and maybe I don't want to go down this road on a Friday. You know, I want to kind of lighten things up, but to start this heavy is maybe not the right idea. But this is that bigger conversation about good versus bad, good versus evil. That you know, it, in a time when we were in a crunch. When society was out there looking, there was a serious baby formula shortage. And I had some friends who had children or grandchildren that were very young, and this affected them immensely. And sometimes if there's a food allergy, and you understand that some babies are not tolerant to one formula or another, and and so it causes a lot of issues. And we all also know, we know scientifically, that nutrition at the younger and younger ages – has plays a big role in overall health when you get older. So as a society, working together matters. And there were organizations that were working together, and they had networks of people that said, hey, listen, this place has this, and if you're looking for this formula, I found some here. And they were helping each other navigate a system where, from because of the supply chain shortage, that people were not able to feed their children, their babies. It is a big issue if, if you're a parent, you understand, especially when they're babies, as helpless as they are, not being able to provide for them, no matter whose fault it is, is something that is, is horrifying to a parent. The opposite end of this is the people that look at this as an opportunity. This is that predatory behavior I talk about all the time. It's the reason why the men and women that go into the military, the men and women certainly that go into our communities in law enforcement, this is the driving force behind that. It's that they know that they are dealing with people that see the world differently than you and I see it. You and I see the world, and and this is the predatory thing. If you and I were late at night driving home, And we saw a young girl on the side of the road with a flat tire or with a car that was broken down. We would either stop and help or we would make sure that they had a cell phone to call somebody. We would at least think, oh, my gosh, I hope, you know, she's got someone coming to help her. She's out there all by herself in the elements. Um, Predators see that as an opportunity to get over on someone. 
There's a difference in the way people like that think. It's it's un, it, for us. It's unreasonable. It's not something we would ever do. The idea. I never had this thought in my mind. It never crossed my mind until I saw this story that there are people out there that said, "Hey, what? You know, this has become a very hot commodity. If we can get our hands on some of that stuff, we can steal it and we can sell it quick." And you know, moms are probably certainly not going to question where the formula is coming from if they have an opportunity to feed their children. When you're stealing SNAP, you know, the EBT cards, um, it is to, it's frustrating to me because it preys upon the most vulnerable. But that's what predators do. You watch the documentaries, and I, I watch the animal documentary. I love documentaries of any kind, but the animal documentaries, and you watch how lions hunt, and you see that the pride generally goes after. There's that time of year when the rains start coming, and the animals start to migrate to where the grasses are, and then that's when in the spring when all of the babies are born, all the young animals are born, and you see them all looking at. The lions are trying to sort, separate one of those babies from the herd. They're the easiest to take down. That is a predatory instinct from an animal. That kind of predatory instinct is exactly what's at play here. And you need people. The attorney general's office here and the law enforcement agencies that worked on this has happened all over the country. They have to be in that mindset. They have to think like criminals think. You and I look at the food shortage or the formula shortage and we say, I wonder how we can help. I wonder if there's something we can do to help people be able to keep their heads above water or get that formula for their kids. And like I said, those networks that were created, these people don't. They are just it blows my mind how you can get into this mindset and how you can do this. Thirty two hundred cans of baby formula, more than twelve hundred cloned snap electric benefits or EBT cards, um, skimming devices, equipment used to manufacture fraudulent EBT cards. You're stealing from the poor. Now, they would justify it by saying, no, we're stealing from the government. The people get reimbursed. The idea that you're going to prey on a program that is there to help people that are in need. We're talking about hunger. Hunger in Arizona. Hunger in the United States of America. The one thing that we can all have a hand in helping people with, and you've got people out there preying on the programs. Um, so um, thousands of victims in the, the story at, at KTAR.com is the one you can see. Arizona Task Force targets organized retail theft of baby formulas. Th- there should be, and I don't know how you do it, but the, the idea that a judge has the authority to look at something that's been done and make an example of people. I'm not saying any kind of stealing is condoned. But when you know that you're preying on a, a, a time when mothers are struggling, I don't. It, it is whether they're rich or poor. You're talking about the most basic of instincts, which is a mother feeding her child, and you're preying upon that because you think there's a way for you to make a quick buck. It is. This is exactly why I'm such a law enforcement supporter. These are the kinds of things when it comes to human trafficking. That, you know, when you're preying upon young people, it's one of the issues I talk about the most about the border and the issues we have at the southern border and even now the northern border of the United States is because the cartels are preying upon the weakest. The cartels are preying upon upon the most vulnerable. You see these in these crime syndicates. This is an organized crime ring that saw an easy way to prey on a system where women were already struggling. And I just think there's got to there has to be a way for us to um, there's got to be a special kind of punishment for these kind of crimes.
And I, I and I don't know why this stuck in when I heard it this morning coming. I'd, I'd seen it doing some research online, just looking through news stories. But then I heard Jim and Jamie talking about it, and I thought this is this is probably going to be an under reported story because in the grand scheme of things, it's not as big and sexy as others. But this to me is the biggest descriptor of predatory behavior that's out there. When you and I would think of helping someone and you and I would think of trying to do something to ease someone else's stress, especially a mother trying to feed a child, there was a group of people, an organization out there whose thought process was, how do we get over in this situation? If that isn't the biggest endorsement of the need for not just police officers to investigate these crimes, but attorneys in the prosecutor's offices to vigorously prosecute this. We need every judge we can get our hands on. We need every prosecutor we can get our hands on. We need criminals to understand if you pull that here, there is a heavy price to pay. And everything in life is risk and reward. And I'm telling you the way things are going. We're going to talk a little bit later on about the D.C. crime bill and how the president is, is not going to have this veto fight about this. The, the, and we'll, but the idea that we are going to ease punishments on criminals and somehow it's going to help make our streets safer and make us a better place to live is just a false narrative. This is a shining example. Now, nobody was killed here as far as we know. There was no murder caused here. Guns probably weren't used. But you've got an organization that sees what is a very disturbing situation, distressing situation for parents. And you've got this group of people while the rest of us are trying to figure out a way for parents to feed their babies. This group is trying to figure out a way to get over on the system. If that if that is to me, again, the biggest endorsement of what we need to do with law enforcement and how as a society we need to stand up and say, you are going to pay a heavy price if you do this here. And I'm anxious to see how this turns out. And, and congratulations to the AG's office and to everybody that was involved in this investigation. This is exactly – these are exactly the kind of people that need to be taken off the streets, and this is the same kind of syndicate that needs to be disrupted. In a moment, this is a fascinating story to me because it's an Arizona story. There is a school board member in the Washington School District that doesn't like the partnership between the district and a college that would put student teachers helping in the classroom. Why she doesn't like it. I'll give you details coming up here in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. And thanks for being here. Happy Friday. Uh, appreciate you spending some time here. Uh, this is a story that just kind of blows my mind for, on, on multiple levels. But because it's Arizona, I figured we talk about it early in the show. It does have to do with education a little bit, which is a big topic for me all the time. But I just find this to be so out of touch, completely out of touch with what an average person thinks. So let, let me break this down for you. Um, and this is from a national story. Arizona school board member says districts should reject hiring teachers. With Christian values, because they're not safe. The Washington Elementary School District, let's be clear that it's the elementary school district, uh, serves students in Phoenix and Glendale, has an ongoing contract with Arizona Christian University for five years. Now, ACU is a fantastic school. 
um, going all the way back. It used to be called Southwestern College years and years ago. They moved campuses out to the West Valley. They've expanded with their sports programs, but they have remained very solid in their belief system and providing a Christian education. And so Arizona Christian University, uh, run by Len Munsell, his wife Tracy Munsell, I believe still runs the poly science department. Um, it is a fantastic college. It provides a very quality education in a small school setting for people that want to go to this kind of a private university. Isn't it interesting that you have a school board member that says the values of that school are dangerous. They're not safe. On February 23rd, the board agreed on a motion to dissolve the partnership. They did not immediately respond to requests for comments on whether they have a bias against the Christian beliefs. During the meeting, the school board member, Tamila Valenzuela, blasted the university over the Christian beliefs and said it was disheartened to learn about the contract that had been ongoing for five years. Valenzuela describes herself as a bilingual, disabled, neurodivergent, queer, black Latina who loves a good hot wing, but only with the right ranch and things that sparkle. She also likes to show up at meetings wearing cat ears. Um, while I full heartedly believe in religious freedom and people are being able to practice whatever their faith they have, I had some concerns regarding looking at this particular institution. And I think it's a really good time for us to take a moment and really pause about where our values lie. I mean, let that sink in. My concern so when I go to Arizona Christian University's website, they are committed to Jesus Christ, accomplishing his will and in the advancement on earth as in heaven. Part of their values is to transform the culture with truth by promoting the biblically informed values that are foundational to Western civilization, including the centrality of the family, traditional sexual morality, and a lifelong marriage between one man and one woman. I want to know how bringing teachers from an institution that is ingrained in their values so directly brings impact to three of your board members who are part of the LGBTQ community. She added that the board recently added their pronouns at the dais and their solidarity move to the LGBTQ community. So when you talk about the culture war, and we talk about it often, that goes on in schools, this is the foundation of it. Um. So I talk about the pendulum that swings very often. Decades ago, as gay rights became a bigger thing, and that's what it was called at the time, gay rights. And I actually agreed in principle when it comes to the government. You can't tell the private institution what to believe and what not to believe. But as far as the government goes, when people said, you you can't base your beliefs and make me live my life according to your beliefs. I have a right to live my life according to the Constitution the way I want to live my life. And they were right. And now the pendulum has swung so far in the other direction that people that have these values and morals are now being having a bias against them. We have a teacher shortage in the state of Arizona. That's all we keep hearing about. So now we know. Now we understand. It isn't about teachers. It's about the right kind of teacher. It doesn't matter if you're certified in a subject matter. It doesn't matter if you have a degree or a master's degree in that subject matter. It doesn't matter if you are also have your degree in education. You are certified to be a teacher. You went to a Christian university whose website says this is what we believe. Isn't it fascinating that when the other side of the coin on this issue pushed against the school boards and said, listen, we don't want you teaching that to our children. 
We'd rather we don't have overtly and uh, uh, we don't want porn in the library. We don't want either photographs or illustrations of sex acts between two people. The fact that it happened to be two boys, you know, is one thing. But it was we shouldn't have sex acts to young elementary school children anyway. We don't want adults talking to our young children about sexuality and gender identity. We don't think that's appropriate. That doesn't fit our values. And they're called Neanderthals. They're called absolute Neanderthals for that. Now, I am, anybody who knows me and has heard me tell a joke, knows I'm not a prude. There's not a prude bone in my body. And I don't care what people do. It's none of my business. But when you use the same moral argument as the other side of the coin, and yet you believe yours is justified, and in this case, they're saying, in the classroom, LGBTQ wins. In the classroom, all of these sexual identity things win. These are the things that will be taught because this is what our moral compass says, and yours contradicts that, so you're out. Isn't that amazing? When the other side of the coin did it. When the moral compass was Christian Judeo values or Judeo Christian values in society, they pushed back and said, you can't keep us out because we're gay. We have every right to teach children. We're not going to be teaching children to be gay. I happen to be gay and a teacher. And you're telling me I'm not allowed to teach in public schools because it doesn't fit your value system. Look how far the pendulum has swung. This is the school board, the school board in the Washington Elementary School District right here in this valley. You wonder why parents are running for school board seats. You wonder why people are making changes. You wonder why school choice is on fire across the country. By the way, Arkansas just passed their universal school choice piece of legislation. You wonder why. How long does this attitude in the Washington Elementary School District continue When parents start saying, nope, we need teachers. We are so um, devoid of teachers. We are so understaffed in teaching. We've got these young people that want to go into into a career in education, and you're telling them because of the value system of the university they attend that they are no longer allowed in your schools as teachers. Just let it sink in. Let it sink in and then try to figure out where we go next. Coming up in a moment, Gatos joins me. It's our big Q poll question of the day. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. You got a big weekend plan, man? Yeah, kind of. I'm flying back to New York on Sunday. Oh, is that so? Yeah. And you yeah. love the Big Apple, don't you? Well, I like, I'm, I, it's kind of fun to do the TV gigs. So, yeah, they invited me back for three shows next week. So, I'm going, I'm going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then fly back. Oh, man. I've, uh, I've DVR'd you, and I still haven't been able to see it. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure no, out no. do I want to watch <laughs> no, it or do don't. I not want to watch you it? You know, don't waste your time. Just delete that. Because and I, just move on. I, I thought, no, I thought I saw you on TV, but you weren't wearing a hat. And I was like, I don't, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> and I was wearing a suit. Two days in a row, I wore a suit, and I wasn't yeah. on trial, which was pretty amazing. Oh, that's good, too. <laughs> and usually you wear the same, you know, kind of uh, t shirt, and I know what you look like, and mm-hmm. but I don't know what you look like on TV. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I got a good question. You Let's ready? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. So the, a new poll out, right? I'm sure you saw this. 75% of Arizona registered voters believe Governor Katie Hobbs was elected legitimately. Yes. Okay. 
Well, is, I'm just wondering, is that good or bad, right? So 75% is A, a low number, B, a high number, C, just about right. I don't know. I, in this day and age, I guess I take the 75%. I think yeah. it should be a lot higher, but I guess I'll take the 75%. Yeah, I don't and know. what's interesting is that poll also said that 55% of voters believe the elections were fair. That's a low number, it man. It is. That's barely, that is barely. A- so it's a huge number of Democrats, a small yeah. majority of independents, right. and an overwhelming low number of Republicans that believe the elections were fair. But then the Carrie Lake know. number is 20 points higher that they believe yeah. Katie Hobbs beat Carrie Lake. Everybody thinks Carrie Lake lost except Carrie Lake. That's I mean, what that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what that poll is saying. I, I, I think that's a good. I think that's a good thing. Um, but you know, there were some problems with you know the, the twenty twenty two election with the tabulators, and they're looking into it. And yeah. Maricopa County spending money to look into it, but it did, did still. If you wanted to vote, you could go and vote. Um, if you left, that's on you. But you know, just because you couldn't put your 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 ballot through the tabulator and you didn't want to drop it into the box, that's on you. That's yeah. not on them. Drawer three. Yeah, they could have done better. Yeah, drawer three. Well, it was good talking to you this week, and I'm still going to talk to you next week, but it'll just be in New York. All right. Uh, don't screw it up on TV for us, man. Well, you know, just just be, you know, do, do a good job. I won't curse. I'll, as that's about the most I can promise. Is no, I no, won't no. Curse. curse. It's good. Curse. It's good for radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's cable. I can get away with it. There you go. All right. Tune See in. Man. Tune in for what word I'll use. Thanks, Gatos. See ya. All right. That's Gatos. And the big Q poll question of the day is brought to you by your uh, Toy- Valley Toyota dealers. You can go to KTAR.com and weigh in and see how other people vote. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, food banks across the country are preparing for the end of or at least diminishing of the SNAP program. We'll talk about how Arizona is affected in just a moment.